0: four chairs. What are you talking on tonight, Bri? Change. Change. So let's just bless Bri. Thank you, Lord, for Briony. Stretch your hands towards her. We believe you can speak to us through Briony. and We open up our hearts to her as if to you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Cool. Okay, let's start with some declarations because I like those. Let's uh, join, join with me in some declarating. Let's say big things are happening tonight. <laughs> Once more with feeling. Big things are happening tonight. Things are changing in my life. And they'll never be the same again. Better and better things are coming. Amen. So uh, you might like to just, I don't know, shake a a leg or an arm or something because that's just to remind ourselves that we're not here to just sit and listen tonight. It's going to be doing stuff together. We're going to be doing some praying. We're going to be doing some worshipping. We're going to be doing some games. (laughs) I know it's a sunny Sunday night and we're all a little bit tired after like uh, enjoying all of England's glories. Uh, but yeah, we've got fun things to do. Uh, and as you know, if you've heard me before, I normally like to start with a joke. Uh, but I've got something cooler this week. I was, t- you know, planning with Judah at this week, my 11 month old son. And he said to me, I mean, you might not understand because it sounded like, <laughs> like this. But he said to me, "Mom, I've got a great idea. Instead of a joke, why don't you have a visual aid? I will do a demonstration for you. Uh, Which is great. So let's have the video, if you can make it work, Martin. Woo! First steps this week. (laughs) Judah's on the move. Uh, Because what I wanted to talk about is that the biggest journeys, the biggest changes all start with baby steps. (laughs) And that's what we're gonna be looking at tonight. Uh, If I was gonna give it a title, I would call it One Small Change. And that's what we're gonna just be looking at. I believe that big things are changing, big things are happening. uh, But to enter into that, all it takes from our part is one small change that can just change the degree and lead us off somewhere really different. Could we please have the PowerPoint slide? And we found the clicker, so that's good news. Uh okay, and then just press slideshow place no <laughs> right a bit, right a bit, next one, yeah. that's it, and then from beginning, far left, there boom, and then I think right yeah, then it's I've got it. Um, So, uh, I sort of planned all of this this week, and then, um, as I sometimes do, the people who I (laughs) talk to about it, I always go, oh, this is a terrible idea, I'm not doing this, this is too simple, there's nothing kind of meaty or deep or big or anything in this, Um, but then last night, a really weird thing happened that actually confirmed to me, I think that this is what I want to talk to you about. Uh, and what it was is that at one thirty in the morning, uh, me and my husband Chris were woken up by just the most uh, horrible sounds of a brutal domestic incident happening on our road. Just foul language. I could hear someone being really badly beaten and hear someone screaming, there's blood everywhere, call the police, you're going to kill him, stop, dad, all of this. All sorts of things happening. And it, it was just such a horrible... Thing to suddenly oh, just wake up from a deep sleep into, and so we had to call the police and get the police an ambulance, they had sent four police cars and a van down because it was a whole extended family all getting mixed up in it um, and in the meantime i 'm praying oh well don 't let judah here don 't let him hear, wake up like not that i don 't want to be disturbed by him, but i just didn 't want him to hear this kind of rage and anger and uh it's a horrible thing but um yeah the police came everything calmed down i think a little measure of peace was sorted out and restored to the neighborhood uh but then you sort of lie down it's like nearly three o'clock in the morning and i'm like i'm wired like the adrenaline is ooh, i just can't chris went straight back to sleep <laughs> he's like well you just got to detach yourself it's not <laughs> you know it's not happening to us is it it's like oh, What it is, you know, (laughs) it's not. Uh, But no, I take a little bit longer to wind down. Um, So I did one of the things I like to do when I can't sleep, and it's always so good. I don't know why I wait until I can't sleep to do it. But um, we're going to talk about lots of different of these little things we do um, just to engage with God. Uh, And I haven't got time to go into this one a lot, but I have to mention it now because what I did was. Uh, we sometimes call it going into our garden or into a tower, but basically it's just using our imagination and saying, Holy Spirit, would you come and meet with me now? And I'm just going to imagine that you're here and that we're talking about stuff and see what you have to say. And uh, in this imagining, um, I was standing in a, in a high tower looking out over the night landscape, and the Holy Spirit was next to me, and he looked just like a person. But every now and then when he moved, he like shimmered like a coal that was just, you know, like an ember, glows and shimmers, and I realized that there was like a breath around him, and whenever the breath came, all this color rippled through him, and it was beautiful, and I was just like, oh, that's nice, and then I got distracted, and I was like, no, I should, uh, I c- should go back and find out some more about that, and so what are you doing, Holy Spirit, in this imagining, and he just kind of leant over the edge of the tower and went, this And out in the night darkness, I saw all these glowing embers respond and start to glow and shimmer and all these colours emerge out the darkness too. And th- I think at that point I fell asleep. Uh, and this morning I woke up and I was thinking about it. Like, oh, that was pretty, but did it mean something? I don't know. Uh, and I think it did. I think he was saying to me, I've been talking to a few different people this week and uh, the last few weeks talking to VB about something that God's been doing with her. I've been talking to Rachel about something God's been saying to her. And through these different conversations and with our uh, worship team on Monday, I realized there was a little thread about people's passion just getting awoken and stirred up and starting to just long to spend time in worship or getting into the Bible or pray or be with him. And I thought, that's what he's saying that he's doing at the minute, that we're entering into a season of rest, that this year, whether it feels like it or not, as part of a body, this has been a season of growth, of new territory, of fruit that we've never seen before you just have to hear the stories of people getting saved every week week in week out you hear the stories of the lives that are getting changed through the, the food bank through cafe 34 through all the different things that are happening we've bought this bit of land uh, that's been an expansion into new territory uh, kingdom life school's finished that's been a big growth uh, but i felt like he's saying this is a season of rest but in that season of rest he's like uh, breathing on the embers so that Karen, Karen was talking. Lo- sorry, this is a bit like all over the place intro. I do have a thread once I get going. Uh, but Karen was talking about us being a bunch of grapes last week, and she was talking about the importance of staying connected to each other. But she mentioned also the importance of staying connected to the vine. And I felt like God was saying that we've had a season of fruitfulness, but there's a bigger one coming still. The next season's coming. But in this season of rest, it's not always easy to enter into rest. Sometimes you're trying to just have a good night's sleep and everything's kicking off around you. Or you're going on holiday and you break a thousand euro cooker on the first day and have to sort it out. And (laughs) things like this. There's obstacles to entering into his rest. But he was saying, I want you to enter into my rest because I want you to stay rooted into the vine. Because through that, there's going to be life coming. There's going to be refreshing coming. There's going to be more fruit. Um, and that's him kind of breathing on our embers. For anyone that wants to stay connected in, for anyone that wants to make one small change to just say, I want to step a bit closer to you, he's going to come and breathe on it and do the rest. There's going to be big changes, big fruitfulness coming. We don't have to do very much. It's his grace that does it, but we can make one small change to choose to enter into that and watch him breathe on the embers. Anyway, so that's my sort of little preamble bit done. Oh, I clicked it on my computer, but not on here. Here we go. One small change. Simple steps to grow in prayer and worship or to get connected, stay connected into the vine. Okay, little... Uh, I was looking online. or I Googled, as you sometimes do when you're searching for inspiration, uh, one small change makes a huge difference. And I came up with this article from Forbes magazine, and it was talking about this... Um, it was an American writer and he was saying this amazing thing happened in the UK um, where in 2009 HMRC, the tax people, added just one sentence to the letters they sent out chasing people who hadn't paid their taxes yet. And normally it says, you know, like you haven't paid your taxes, you have to pay by this date. If you don't, this will happen, I guess. I've never not paid my taxes. <laughs> don't want to say that publicly, do you? <laughs> I get one every year. <laughs> no, Um, uh, it's normally a basic letter, but some research was done, uh, and most people are a little bit too scared to embrace this kind of change, but HMRC sort of said, well, let's give it a shot. They were given a target that they had to try and make back £600 million um, of, peop- of money that people weren't paying back that year, and through adding this one sentence, they saved 560 of their £600 million target all through one sentence in a letter. Um, which was a 29% increase from the year before almost a third better does anyone know what the sentence was? please? no it wasn't please Uh, all they did was they said other people have paid theirs amazing isn't it? apparently in America they're starting to change by the side of the road it says like don't use your phone or don't drop litter or whatever now they're starting to say like 99% of people don't drop litter and people, it's weird because you sort of go, how on earth did that make any difference? Who even reads these letters? Like, would they, would they even notice it? But yeah, this one small change led to a massive difference. And because people were brave enough to just give it a shot, even though it didn't seem like it would work, they uh, made 560 million of their target back in one year. So, little illustration, small change can make a big difference. Uh, the Bible talks about this too. This is it in bible talk, thanks dad it's complicated when you've got two to re- <laughs> no it's okay um, yeah the Bible talks in, in Bible language it says this in James uh, take ships as an example although they are so large and are driven by strong winds they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go likewise the tongue is a small part of the body but it makes great boasts consider what a great forest is set on fire by only a small spark Small things can make big differences um, so what oh that's that 's all the that was the Bible bit done <laughs> sorry <laughs> I got one bit in um, what we 're going to do for the rest of the time now is just look at some small changes that i 've tried o- uh, over the years. Or that other people have tried and hear some of their stories. That's why we've got our four chairs. And then maybe have a go at some of them together. Uh, So I was thinking back of one of the first times I tried just a small thing that became a habit that actually changed the way I relate to God. And uh, when I was a kid, I mean, what kid doesn't love Benny Hinn books? Um, I decided I was going to read Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And I read it again recently and I was like... So I read this as like a 10-year-old or something. And I, go, I don't know. I didn't get it second time round quite in the same way. But it really, really impacted me as a kid. And I think the main thing that just stood out to me was that he used to, uh, Benny Hinn would wake up when he first met the Holy Spirit. He was just amazed at the person of the Holy Spirit, not just like a tingly power or electricity or and authority to heal or whatever, but the person of the Holy Spirit. And he would wake up each morning and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. And that would be the start of their day together. And I remember thinking, That's really cool. I'm going to do that. But I can't, I shouldn't just copy him because that's just ripping it off, isn't it? So I'll, maybe I'll do it at bedtime. And then I was like, well, it's a bit formal, isn't it, to say Holy Spirit? <laughs> and I wasn't, I very guiltily did this because I was like, I don't know if you're allowed to do this, but I'm going to give the Holy Spirit a nickname because that's what you do with friends. And so I called him Hull, short for Holy Spirit. And so I'd go, good night, Hull, like this. And I still don't know if you're allowed to do that or not. It's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> but it, it did something for me. Yeah, I think he let me off. I didn't get smited or anything, so we're, we're still here. I think he liked it, really. Some kid making up a weird name, isn't it? But I'd just talked to him before I went to sleep at night time, and it became something that I'd just do every night. I'd remember say goodnight to him and maybe just have a chat about what I'd done in the day, or even just say goodnight. Maybe that was all that happened. But I think over time that small, tiny little phrase just shaped the way that I saw the Holy Spirit and shaped my expectations of how he wanted to relate to me and how I could talk to him and what prayer was and whether he was there with me or not, whether he was listening to me. Because that one small choice just became a habit and the habit became something inbuilt into me uh, and so on. Um, So that was one of my first ones, I thought we would hear from some other people now. So, can we have uh, VB, Rachel and Sheila, please? Would you like to come and take a seat? And because there's four of us, I thought it'd be weird if we all stand up. So, I've brought us some chairs. So, come and have a seat. And if you can't see us at the back and you want to, feel free to, I don't know, pull up a chair here as well if you like. (laughs) So, um, these three lovely ladies have agreed somewhat... Some very happily, some not under duress, but (laughs) I'm very grateful, anyway, that you're here. Thank you very much. Um, Because uh, we've actually got, like, a mixture here from someone who's got something relatively new that you're just thinking about changing, aren't you? Someone who's been trying something out for a little while to someone who's really got a track record that you made a change and it's been going for a long time. So, Rach, do you want to tell us first what it is that God's been speaking to you about.
2: <coughs> yes, yeah, so recently God's been uh, just prompting me not just to read the Bible, but to learn the Bible and to kind of understand the Bible. And I think he's been saying to me, it's not it's not okay for me to maybe just know the stories of the Bible, but I've got to know where they link in and where they've come from. And yeah, I find reading the Bible, difficult. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I find it a challenge, but I think it's meant to be a challenge. Um, so I was like, right, how how can I make this work for me? So uh, I looked at some different apps and I found a really good app that I like that is just called Five Minutes and it just helps me focus when maybe I don't feel like I've got the 20 minutes or you know the half an hour, at least I'm doing something. And then I was like right maybe there's other ways I can do it I don't just have to limit myself to one um and I found a book that can help me study it and yeah I've, I've only just started but I I really felt prompted to do it and yeah um Yeah, and one thing he's also been prompting me, just a small change of um, since becoming a mum, that sounds weird, (laughs) um, (laughs) is to really pay attention to the environment that I'm putting Eliza in. Um, Like when I'm watching TV, I'm currently making the choice for her as to what she's listening to and watching with me. And actually that can have a real effect like is it is it the right program to be watching or is there another program I could watch um and especially what music am I listening to in the car like she loves to fall asleep in the car and I can either have the radio on and there's nothing wrong with the radio but actually I could also have some worship music or or just nothing and just sing along or just chat and yeah, I think that's what God's been saying to me. There's just small changes you can make, but they can have
1: a big impact. And don't be shy to give them a go. Thanks, Rach. Yeah, and interesting that you've had this trigger of Eliza coming into your life that's kind of provoked it. So we're going to talk about triggers, the things that trigger us to make changes in a bit as well. So, uh, VB, what about, could you tell us the change that you've made? Where did, it, where did it start out? What did it look like when you first decided to do something a bit different?
3: Sorry, I'm still a bit wired after worship. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> struggling a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, over recent years, a sp- uh, couple of years, um, I've really had a deep, deep longing uh, that's just grown and grown in my heart to know God more intimately, to know him uh, every hour of my day, to um, to sense his presence with me all the time and it's just such a deep longing that it hurts (laughs) Um, but recently over um, over recent uh, times then I found that 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 place where I'm sensing his presence is in that place of worship Um, and I've um, recently begun to to listen to worship more. But when I say listen to worship, it's not just having worship on in the background in the house or whatever, that's wonderful, that's brilliant. Um, But just even doing that isn't enough and it's uh, something I've got to really engage with in my spirit. So um, I often listen before I go to sleep. So uh, Mike and I both go to bed quite early anyway. (laughs) So I just plug in and listen hours sometimes and then in the morning the same and I've just I've had a real sense just even in these last couple of weeks that about being surrendered in worship and I've gone past the stage of worrying what I look like (laughs) and just thinking I've just got to give everything because what's more important
1: it's been something that like we 've been able to follow your journey a little bit like visibly because i I love you- you find a nice corner to hide in, but um <laughs> I love watching v b and worship but that 's not necessarily how you expressed yourself even a few months ago, but I can see that as you 've just been making that choice to just plug into YouTube before bed, something's been happening that has spilled out into other areas into how you express yourself um yeah did you start out phoebe told me the other day she watches till about 1 a.m every day (laughs) just engaging with this worship did you start out just going to 1 a.m straight away was that like straight in do you find it hard to commit that or is it something that kind of draws you back how do you find that
3: um I think I, when I began to make the connection with listening to worship, and for me, there are a couple of things that uh, a couple of things that I listen to that really do. It, it's just like the presence of God is just there and in my heart. And um, so one of them is the Upper Room in Dallas, and that's live worship. And for me, if it's live worship, then there's that sense of that presence that comes, but it's more a sense of once it's on, I don't want to turn it off and i'm just i I'm, I'm just there and it's fantastic, and I'm trying not to twitch and dance in bed because that will wake <laughs> my <Mike> up <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just and then I think actually I've got to turn it off now because I've got to go to sleep because I've got to be in work in the morning, so <laughs> so yeah i and I often fall asleep, listening to it, and then perhaps come to it a little while later and it's still on. And <laughs>
1: Amazing. And then, so Sheila, tell us about the change that you made in deciding what you were going to do, meeting with God first thing in the morning. And when did that start? What did it look like? And how long has it been going now? Uh, So it was really back in probably the mid-90s. I don't remember
4: exactly what year, uh, but I know it was in a few years in the middle there. And I just sensed that God said to me that he wanted me to get up a little bit earlier every morning to just spend some time with him and um so because he said it because he said it I just started to do it and it was a battle to start with because I was tired and I didn't want to do <laughs> uh, in some respects I didn't want to do it my body didn't want to do it but I wanted to do it and um so I just started to do that and then Um, perhaps uh, I don't know it was so it was about then 2004 when I then attended Phil's first communion with God course that um, I just felt really I I just felt so drawn into really wanting to hear him talking to me firsthand on a regular basis and I sensed to start journaling so it was like a, a discipline to start with in in the sense, right, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write down what you say to me. I'm going to expect you to speak to me every time. And so it was a step of faith. And uh, um, so I, I started to do that kind of every day. And it really ca- it really changed a lot in my life because what I found was that God he's still doing it it's like he'll speak right into the circumstances whether it's about um, an area of concern I may have whether it's about maybe a relationship chal- challenge whether it's about some pattern of my behaviour or whether it's about what he's going doing in the world and it's all sorts of different things or it may be triggered by him giving me a bit more insight asking a question I've got about a word of scripture that I don't quite understand and so I've learned to just write it down. And I think the writing down has been very important for me because if you just hear it, it can be one ear and out. If you write it down, you're taking a little longer over it. And I read it back and I usually read it the next day. And sometimes he speaks to me over one thing for over a period of um, days. And and I think it just ca- kind of really cements it and... Um, it changes the way I see the world. It changes the way I see other people. It just changes the way I live, um, I live life, really. And it has helped me to really sense his presence. Like Vivi was saying, I just love his presence. So I will talk to him where, whatever I'm doing. I, I f- often find myself just thanking him for very tiny little things. But it's that attitude of thankfulness that has grown Um, and it's just sort of I think taken away it's given me a, a rest and a peace deeper than I ever knew and I find now it's sort of impossible to worry really and what I found was when I started doing it I needed more time I needed more so it's not at all hard now I don't have to get up so early now that I'm not working officially so much but I still want to start every day in that place, and I don't feel right if I don't do that. I just need to start with him, and then he'll keep coming during the day.
1: Thank you. So, you said it was a battle to start with, but since 2004, how many days do you think you've missed now? I, I don't actually know, but I, I'm probably I can count them on <laughs> less <laughs> than 10. <laughs> rare to miss them well thank you so much you three so can we give them a clap <laughs> so we've got a kind of a beginning a middle and an ongoing for longer there with track record of just trying just trying to change a little thing um but i'm aware that In this room, there are so many other people that I could have asked to come and chat about little things that they've had a go at or they've tried, whether it's local houses of prayer or doing that meeting Jesus in the beach house or whatever it is. So could we just take a couple of minutes? You're in little clusters of chairs already. That's lovely. Maybe just two minutes to turn to someone around you and think, is there something I've tried that has really worked for me before that I've met God in somehow uh, like praying in the car on the way to work or giving thanks as a family before a meal or whatever don't think it has to be something complicated but I think there's so much we can gain from each other just thinking of what our testimonies of where God's met us could be so have two minutes just to have a quick chat to someone next to you what what has what do you do there we go (laughs) All right, go for it, allez <laughs> Okay, 30 seconds, so make sure you've swapped round if you haven't shared... Okay, time's up. Anyone hear something good? They thought, oh, I could do that. No, never mind. <laughs> Maybe you will still to come. Okay, so we're going to whiz through a few things. I'm going to do just a couple of musical things to start with, but um, this isn't, if you think, oh, I'm not musical, don't worry. doesn't matter. That's not going to be the focus of all of this, but I thought I'd start with... Something like that. So th- my first thing, one of the things I learned to do was to just keep it easy. Um, I made a choice when I was learning the piano um, to just leave my keyboard on and by my bed, like it was in my bedroom, by my door. Leave it on, leave it uncovered. Because I found it really hard to practice and I was supposed to do like an hour practice or whatever before my lesson. Um, and I found that too too much of a chunk to get my head around. So I just leave it on and just try and just do a little bit just on my way out the room. Just, like, make it really easy to pick up and do a little bit and take off the weight of it has to be the full hour or nothing at all. A little bit counts. Um, And, yeah, I've been kind of stirred to do that again just lately, noticing how much Judah loves guitars. And I've been thinking for about ten years, oh, I'd love to have a guitar. And I was thinking about it the other morning. You know, if I had a guitar, I could just leave it out in the room. And me and Judy could just do just one song, just worship together. And then he wouldn't have the concentration to do more than that. But that might be a nice thing to build in. If only I had a guitar. or oh you know next next 10 years of wishing I had a guitar and then I was in Wareham that day and I was walking past a charity shop and the lady who ran the charity shop had put a guitar outside the door with a sticker saying tenor I want to get rid of it you know (laughs) and it was really beat up but I was like do you know what? I've been thinking about this for 10 years. What if I just stopped thinking about it and bought this rough and ready little guitar and just did it? And So I did it and Chris went and bought some strings and a tuner and a capo for me, which is cool. So I didn't even have to do that bit myself. But it's out on the side. We've had it two days and both days. We've just played a song and Judo has absolutely loved it. He does this little dance like this and it's great. <laughs> so I'm already two days in. <laughs> well happy we've done that. So keep it easy, even a little bit counts. Okay, next one. Um, this is something I uh, I love doing, um, like in the car or when we bought our house, we were converting the house uh, and renovating lots of it. And so I had quite a few days of just doing a bit of painting or something by myself and um, I thought, oh, i was going to explore this a little bit. Singing a new song, like Rachel was saying, like, oh, what if I just didn't put any music on in the car and I just, just had a little sing-along or something? Um, Mum was saying earlier about uh, singing the spirit, l- and I thought, oh, yeah, we're going to have a go at that because this is one we're going to ha- try this evening. Um, we did a workshop once in at the Bethel School of Worship, and the guy there said, okay, everyone sing in the spirit, and everyone starts doing this, like, sheikah drama kind of, like go for it and he's like oh my goodness like you guys sound very Pentecostal (laughs) chill out (laughs) Um, nothing against Pentecostal Um, but he's like try doing it really slow and gentle and then try doing it really fast and loud and then try doing it like with a lower voice or try doing with a higher voice or (laughs) just change change it around and see what happens to your spirit how you engage with it as you do does it does it do something different like we, we don't really know what is being accomplished through s- singing in tongues, in in the spirit, but we can feel that something's happening, and sometimes we get into autopilot, don't we, like, oh yeah, like this, um, but actually we could just take it gently, or we could just whisper it, or we could shout something on the top of our voices, so I've got a YouTube clip for us to have a go with this, so feel free if you'd like to, to get into a space, um, You can sing in tongues if you've got that gift of tongues. You can sing in your own language. I was thinking earlier, I was going to say sing in English. And I was like, oh, we've got so many languages here today. We could have French. We could have German. We could have, well, Denise, could pick about six she could do in. So there's lots of languages here. So you could sing in your own language if you like. Or you could sing in the spirit. Uh, But try doing it like I was saying. The music is going to start very gently and then it builds. So that will encourage us to maybe try and go for it as the music goes as well. So, yeah, you can stay in your seat, you can stand up, you can spread out, you can lie down, you can jump around. I don't mind. But this is six minutes long, this track. So you've got a long time to try a few different things. And if you notice someone else is really going for it and you're not too sure, you could just get a bit closer to them and you might get the confidence to do what they're doing. Um, If you've never spoken in tongues before and you would really like to, then why don't you just go up to someone who looks like they might be (laughs) and go, can I have some? (laughs) And they'll pray with you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So let's give it a go. I don't know. No, I can't click with this, can I? Can I? No. Please can you click on the button? All right. So let's go for it. We're going to sing with this. Try it out. you got six minutes to play. Wow. <laughs> they they applaud. <laughs> That's on the tape. <laughs> ah. Did that do anybody's spirit good? Yes. Yeah. 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 I really enjoy doing something like that where it starts really gentle and it takes you somewhere different. But you can do that without without YouTube, you know, that was just a YouTube track. Anyone could get that. But um you can do it just in the car, just doing the washing up, just That was six minutes, but you could do two minutes. And I bet if you did two minutes every day while doing the dishes or something, it would do your soul some good. So that's one thing we could try. Okay, here's another one. Um, It's a bit faint, but these are the seven mountains. Uh, This is something I started doing just when Judah was born. And um, it took a little while to settle him down to bed. And, like, you're really tired, so he falls asleep, and you want to just put him straight in his cot. uh, But the second you do, you know he's, like, deep, deep asleep, but you put him in bed, and he's, like, ping, I'm awake again. So I used to play this game with myself. I had a couple of games, and we'll do another one in a minute, of um, something to occupy myself just for a minute or two longer, holding him just to let him really settle into a good sleep before I put him down. And so I decided I was going to pray, and I'd have one topic per day of the week. So I used these seven mountains of influence as my theme. So for instance, on day one, I would say, right, I'm going to pray for arts and entertainment. And I'm going to start by uh, doing something related to, you know, something local, something I know about, people I know about. And then I'm going to pray about something big like the whole of Hollywood or something. So start with something connected to me, then pray for something bigger. And I'd work through each day and I had a lot of fun. Like on the business day, I would just, I remember one day picking Chart House and I just prayed for Chart House and I blessed the business and prayed for new business to come in and white people in the team and all of that, that, you know, people would uh, prosper and do well in the business. But then I moved it bigger and I prayed for business in this country and with brexit happening what was god gonna what did he have in store for this country that businesses would do really well that uh, money would be coming in that could flood into the kingdom as well so that we could be doing all kinds of things i blessed all the christian businesses in the uk to prosper and have more than enough to be generous on every occasion so i worked through different things each day and you can see how you can start with a little thing and then do a bigger thing it only takes a moment just to do that like i've just said it as quick as that and that just made me take a little bit longer before putting the baby in bed um so even with a newborn baby you can just about manage uh manage something like that but it was just a way into prayer for me And I found just having a theme each day helped me just have something to hold on to. So you could pick totally different themes if it suits you. Pick seven houses in your road and each day bless different one, whatever. But um, that worked for me to have seven different topics. Um, Time's moving on, so we won't have a go at this one just now, but have a go on the way home if you like. Okay, right, Normally, when I like to come and preach, I like to bring in some cool books i 've been reading and give you some like you know mind boggling whatever quotes um, any Anyone ever heard of Gilmore Girls here? Yeah. Yes, all right, so on holiday, I read the autobiography of the Star of Gilmore Girls uh, Lauren graham, and it 's such an easy read on holiday, I, but I just loved it. Um, but in there, she had this. Um, she gave this method of what uh, she's learnt to do to help her write, because she said she was struggling. She was trying to sit down to write for six hours one day, and then another day she just couldn't be motivated to do it, and she was feeling like she wasn't really accomplishing goals each day, and she was struggling with that kind of sense of accomplishment and worth, and you know, I did something. Um, so she started doing this method. There's actually. 16 steps or something i've reduced it down a little bit to make it easier but it's called the kitchen timer method for her she's talking about writing books and scripts and she's talking in hours but for us it could translate into something different um and it actually turned out to be something kind of similar to what i did when i was at Yram when we had we were told we had to have an hour devotional uh just personal prayer and worship in the morning by ourselves each day and I was I was a student at the time so having an hour at 6am was like 6am they have one of those in the morning you know Um, but I found it a bit of a struggle to get up and get going to start with but it ended up just being the most precious thing about my year there was what I actually received in that hour of making myself get up in the morning and the kitchen timer method works a bit like this The idea is that we do less, but we do it every day without fail. Because it's really hard to make a habit out something kind of sporadic. And if we put expectations on ourselves that are too much, we get disappointed, get disillusioned, and we don't come back to it the next day. So the idea is that you allocate yourself a time. It might be one hour, or you might decide, like, you're going to do two hours. If you're a writer, you might decide, I'm going to start with five minutes in the morning, and I'm going to commit to that five minutes, I'm going to set a timer for that five minutes, and I'm going to protect it. I'm going to switch off my phone. I'm not going to make lists. I'm not going to tidy anything. I'm not going to organize my <laughs> area. I'm not going to make myself another cup of tea. <laughs> I'm just going to just set that five minutes aside and protect it, and I'm going to stick to it. Uh, second, show up. Just show up every time. So the important thing about this method uh, sh- For writing, she said, have your project that you're supposed to be working on, but also just have your journal. And then when you sit there, the only pressure, uh, not pressure, the only thing you've agreed to do is to show up. And by showing up, you have fulfilled that agreement. And then, depending on what you feel like doing that morning, you could either start work on your script or you can just journal. But you're writing. You're just writing something. You're just letting something happen. For me, when I was at YRAM, I uh, I found it was really hard to find a bit of personal space because there were a load of us in one... H- I was in a room with six girls. So, like, if you want a bit of... I don't know, just get my head round something, I had to really go and find a space. So I'd walk down the street and there was this abandoned, run-down house that the organisation was doing up. And someone told me where the key was kept and I could let myself in as long as I didn't like fall down a hole or let a roof collapse on me or something. Let myself in for an hour. So the thing I would do each day is I would show up. I'd get the key. I'd let myself in. I'd go and I'd sit down and I'd made it there. You know, I'd done the biggest bit. I'd made it there. And I'd put on some worship music. And if I did nothing else, then I'd done my bit that I had agreed to do, if you know what I mean. But it amazed me that each day, different things, God would start speaking to me about something or something would happen. Or I'd have a picture of something. Or while I was worshipping, he'd just do something amazing and we'd have these great holy spirit adventures but all it started with was just showing up so i think that's a really good thing in this like you could have your journal that you're going to try and journal every day but um maybe journaling every day is a bit much of a pressure so you just say i'm going to show up i'm going to stick some worship music on and i'm going to have my journal open in front of me and if i manage to write something great but if not i'm just going to worship and i'm just going to sit here for those 10 minutes i'm just gonna say this is an open door to you holy spirit and see what happens take the pressure off that you have to get the world's best journaling and unless you've really got the word of god you've messed it up you know we put all these things on ourselves that aren't really there so we could take that pressure off um if you can't stick to the time you've allocated yourself if you said i'm going to do an hour every day and if you find you just you're just not doing it then be realistic and say that's okay i'll just cut back i'll make it 20 minutes to start with and then uh, the amazing thing is Sheila was saying the same VB was saying the same actually when you get into it his presence is just so good that you're like oh 20 minutes isn't really enough maybe I could maybe I could stretch it to half an hour today (laughs) and then you start making it half an hour and then you make it an hour and then you're up till 1am or whatever (laughs) that's not happened to me yet but maybe one of these days Um, yes and do less but do it every day Do something that you think you can stick to and you can manage. So, good advice from Gilmore Girls. We didn't think we'd have that today, did we? All right, another little game. This is another don't put the baby down too soon, and we're going to have a go at this one. And I was really uh, happy because when we went to Salisbury with the KLS outreach a few weeks ago, one of the ladies said she does the same thing. But this is cool because I've just done it by myself in my head before. She says they do it as a family around the table and it's the alphabet of praise, or alphabet of thanks. And so you start going, oh, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for something beginning with A, something beginning with B. Or I like doing it as praise, and I think of all the different words to describe God, so like A, alpha, and omega, B, you're you're beautiful, C, you're the creator, D, you're a great dad. So I work through the letters like that. But um, if you're doing it as a family or as a group round the table like they said they do you can add in some extras right we used to do this as the celebrity name game but you can do it with uh, praise and if you manage to get a double like um forever friend beautiful bridegroom faithful father then it doubles back around the other way it sends it round. so y- you know y- y- there's t- twists in this game <laughs> hold on to your hats so what I'd like now is we're only going to take just a minute, quickly to do it, but see if you can get through the whole alphabet uh, with the people around you uh, of giving thanks or praise to God. And you can add in the double double rule if you like. But if you didn't get what I was on about, don't worry, just forget about that bit, and we'll just work through the alphabet: A, something we're thankful for; B, something we could praise God, like that. So would you like to have a go? I hope the answer's yes. <laughs> Else, it's awkward. Ready, steady, go. you make it if you make it to z shout bingo and i'll know you've won woohoo we have a winner well done hey and i have to say if you said you were thankful for quinoa then you, you did not complete the quest cuz no one's that thankful for quinoa just cuz it's a cue <laughs> Yay, that's great. Well done. I'm <laughs> still trying to find a last letter. Ooh. Have you come off the PowerPoint? There we go. Cool, okay, so we're zooming in towards the finish now. Um, That's a bit of fun, isn't it? But it's just something that does give us a vocabulary for thankfulness and for praise. And so maybe next time you're singing out in the spirit, you could start to sing some of those praise and thanks words. You've got a whole list of 26 of them you could use now. Um, Next one, prayer adventures. This is our last example. Uh, This is something that um, started out as like a meeting and a discipline that I had to go to. Uh, again at YRAM once a week we'd get together with the team and we'd have our intercession our whole base intercession meeting and it was two hours I think and we would pray for two hours and um, I thought I would be bored but it was so exciting it was really I'd never done it quite like this before and hearing some of the guys talking about their treasure hunting stories it's actually very similar it's going on a holy spirit adventure but in prayer And instead of just relying on what we know and we can think about, we ask the Holy Spirit to show us. And then we start praying into the things he shows us. Um, And you can do it by yourself. You can do it with a group of people. It's more fun with a group of people, but it works just as well. I came back to it recently because I had a little phase with work where I was driving around by myself all the time at like two o'clock in the morning. And I remember driving back from Abergavenny, Herace in Abergavenny, and it was the middle of the night and it was just these dark country lanes. And I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. This is dreadful. Um, I either have to pull over and just sleep in some lay by or I need to do something to wake myself up. And I thought, might just have a go at this i'll just try praying and i got so excited i sped by, suddenly i was like in Sharsbury, and I thought, oh how, how did i end up flying? i'm only like 40 minutes from home now that's great um but god's led me into these adventures where i found myself praying for things i never thought i would do but just because i've just made myself available to him and i think this is amazing because like particularly like being a new mum, I used to work a lot and I was really busy with work and I had a lot of purpose and stuff. And I sometimes I have a day where I get up and it's just like f- feed, sleep, poop, repeat, you know, with a baby. And you, just, you kind of tidy everything up and then it gets messed up and then you tidy it up again and that's the loop. And you get to the end of the day and go, oh, have I really accomplished anything today? Like I have because I'm raising a lovely little boy and that's great. But I found that this has given... Like in just five minutes, who, I don't know what's happening when I pray. But maybe something huge is changing just because the Holy Spirit's been waiting for someone to partner with him on something so random that no one else would have thought to have prayed for it. But just because I said, Holy Spirit, you could lead me somewhere, maybe something has happened. So on that one from Abergavenny, it was round about when there'd been um, a terrorist attack in Nice. I don't know if you remember that driving down there promenade des anglais and i was quite stirred up by all of these different attacks that had been happening particularly in france and so i said holy spirit do you want to show me something and i felt like he showed me um different little communities where some muslims were getting um isolated and things were starting to spill over and that's where it was coming from and then i felt like he showed me seven Seven churches in seven cities across the south of France where he was going to pour out his spirit on those churches. And that would lead to them reaching out to the Muslim community near them and just going and finding these isolated people who felt like they'd been excluded from their community, f- excluded from society. And they were loving these people. And these people who were about to become terrorists were meeting Jesus and having dreams about him and just uh, discovering something completely different. And so I started praying for these seven churches and just blessing them, blessing them as they started just going into different neighborhoods that they'd never been to before and where they thought they might not be welcome, but maybe they just go. And I thought, I've never thought about praying for these cities before. I've never thought about praying for these specific churches or this, but maybe seven terrorist attacks that were going to happen Didn't happen. Like maybe, maybe I don't know, do I? I, I'm probably never going to find out. But maybe, maybe if we all prayed, just following the leading of the Spirit, all kinds of things that God's been waiting to pour out from heaven could be released. That He's just been waiting for someone to say, "I'll partner with you." I remember who I forget who the story was about, but in some church meeting, and the preacher said, "Let's all pray in tongues for this person," and so they all pray in tongues. They think for this person. And then these two ladies come up to the guy afterwards and go, did you know you weren't praying for him at all? He's like, really? He said, um, what was it? You were praying in like a k- ancient Mandarin dialect. Uh, and he's like, oh, what was I praying about? It's like some Russian prime minister or something in Chinese. Uh, but he didn't know. He thought he was praying in the spirit. But God had used him in that moment just as a willing person to accomplish something he wanted to. I would love, I mean, that would be a cool thing to accomplish with my day, you know, to like stop a terrorist attack. Or like (laughs) uh, we did this with some of the students at Kingdom Life School and we uh, just asked the Holy Spirit for just some simple clues. Uh, We didn't know what we were going to pray about at all, but we had some of the, we said Holy Spirit would just show us an item or a word or a country or something. And then we gathered some of them and we had things like someone said World Cup. And this was a little while ago. It wasn't really on our radar that the World Cup was coming up. Boats, um, uh, good news, airwaves. We had a few different things. So we said, hey, isn't... I know this sounds stupid now because it's pretty all over everywhere. But we said, isn't the World Cup coming up in Russia? Oh, yeah, it is. Wouldn't it be great if there was good news about the gospel going out over the airwaves through world cup maybe we could pray about that so we started praying into it and then when i got home um i looked up and i saw that um christians in sport the organization have got this whole campaign all through the world cup to encourage people to host an event to watch one of the football matches to share the gospel and just to invite people to know jesus through the football and i thought oh, what if the Holy Spirit had just wanted us to come alongside those people who are making their plans and sending out their posters and thinking, is anyone even going to do one of these events? And the Holy Spirit was like, yes, there are people I know. I've got ready for them to come to these because they're going to meet me. If someone would just pray with me and partner. And so we prayed for them that night. And then the next day we came in and we watched the video. And they've made this video, which is the good news of the gospel. It's going out on the airwaves because of the World Cup. And it's it was yeah an inspiring video so we didn't really know what we were doing um but yeah here are the tips praying tongues to start with don't just start with what you know because then it's just limited to all the things you're familiar with so just start just open your spirit invite the holy spirit ask for some clues let the holy spirit lead you and then look for news later it's really encouraging if you do see something but i've put in brackets but accept that you may never know here's my one bill johnson quote of the evening There had to be one. Uh, He says, God trusts his miracles to those who trust him with his mysteries. That sometimes we might never understand it, but if we will trust him in the mystery, he says, you're someone trustworthy for my miracles. So, yeah, here's a good prayer adventure next time you're on a long journey or something. Just see where he takes you. Okay, now. Here we go. Another source we never thought we could have. This is Lifehack.com. <laughs> Things you can find on the Good Book of Face, <laughs> Facebook. Um, but I thought this was great. Actually, I've picked out a few of my favourites of tips for forming new habits, and I just thought they were brilliant. Um, they've gathered them from lots of different sources, so try some out maybe. If there's one thing from this evening that you think, oh, actually, I could have a go at doing a prayer adventure. I could try doing the alphabet of praise. I could try just singing in tongues or maybe something one of your neighbors has said or journaling or getting into the Bible with a different app or something. Well, commit to trying it for 30 days as an experiment. And the idea of this is that you kind of reserve judgment during the process. You say, I'm going to do it for 30 days. And if I hate it at the end of 30 days, I never have to do it again. But I'm not going to just do a week and go, well, this is rubbish, and walk away from it. Um, Make it daily. Like they said in the writing thing, it's really hard to form a habit out of something you just do sporadically. So although it's good to say, right, I'm going to allocate the whole of Tuesday morning, for example, that's really hard to maintain, and it's a big chunk to commit to, and sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't it's better to say I'll do five minutes every day than it is to do six hours on one day if you want to form a habit out of it that's going to like take take hold in your life start simple don't make it too grandiose and um, we've heard some good testimonies of how like journaling can flow out through all of your life so, so you can get so passionate about worship that you stay up all night and it just consumes you and that's brilliant but that's like part way along a journey that's starts with simple things so start with simple and it will grow or draw you in Uh, it becomes a joy instead of a a job Uh, give yourself reminders form a trigger so uh, rachel's talking about eliza is a trigger for her that she thinks oh what environment am i surrounding my baby in and so she gets up she sees eliza she thinks actually maybe i will change the channel to something different Um, but you could have a different trigger so um, every day get up have a cup of tea and while I'm having my cup of tea why don't I just put some praise music on until I finish my cup of tea and then the day can start and that's okay Uh, but you attach it to something that's there already it could be like I was saying I had all those long journeys and so I kind of made that my trigger if I'm in the car I'm doing a journey why not just do five minutes singing in the spirit Did I skip one? Um, can't remember if that's the next one. Yep. Be imperfect. Let yourself off the hook if you don't get it right. It's okay. This is, like I was saying, this is about the Holy Spirit blowing on embers and it's through his grace that the big changes happen. You don't have to make it all happen for yourself. So we just do the little bit we can. We let ourselves off the hook if we mess it up. It's okay. Um, this is cool. I like this. So, uh, We've done a lot about positive declarations, and we shouldn't make negative declarations over ourselves, and that's true. I wholeheartedly believe that. But uh, Life Hack tells us that sometimes people do fall into the trap of m- thinking negative, um, pessimistic things about themselves. But they say, try adding but. So I'm not very good at this, but I'm getting better, and I'm trying every day. Uh, I sometimes do this when I go for a run, and I'm like... Looking dreadful (laughs) uh, and out of breath, and I'm so out of shape. But I'm here. I'm not sat on the sofa. I am actually here having a go at it. So, but is a really good thing to add. Uh, Remove temptation. If you know you're going to keep checking Facebook or something during your five minutes, then just put your phone on AirPlay mode for five minutes. Just it's okay to disconnect for five minutes. You can communicate to the people around you. Like I've chosen this. This has been, you know, be powerful about it. I've chosen to set ten minutes aside. Your messages and your calls are really important to me, but I'm just choosing to prioritize this 10 minutes and I'll get back to you once that's done. And if you let your closest, nearest and dearest know about that, then that's, that's your choice. You can spare 10 minutes. Uh, f- they say find role models. So if there's someone else who's really excelling in the thing that you want to have a go at, then just ask them about it. Get around someone who's already doing what you wish you could be doing and it'll rub off. Okay, and then last lot, uh, write down your resolution. It's all very well and it's in your head, but there's something about s- like committing it to paper saying, this is my choice. I am going to set aside 10 minutes every day to journal or whatever. Putting it on paper kind of makes it concrete, doesn't it? There's no power in the bit of paper, but there is power in the choice to commit to it. Um, know the pain. They say know the cost, that it can be costly, you'll be giving something up to choose to do the thing you are doing. Maybe it's the um, getting up early in the morning or maybe it's not watching that TV program or maybe it's whatever. Yeah, count the cost, that's okay. But then the next one is know the benefits. And they recommend, um, they don't call it testimony, but they say find some testimonies, you know, of people who have done this and it has changed them. So ask Sheila about journaling if you want to know a bit more about it and how it's impacted her life, for example. Or you can get some great books about people who've gone ahead and know what the benefits are. Count up the benefits, not just the cost. And then finally, I like this last one. Don't worry about should. Oh, I should be doing this. I should be reading my Bible more. I should be praying harder. I'm just not, but I should be. That's never going to motivate anyone into a change that really takes hold in their life. It's just going to make them feel bad. But make a powerful, positive choice. I choose to do this. I don't have to. It's not I should or I have to. But I choose it because I want it. And this is what I'm going to do. And then stick to it because you've chosen it. No one's making you. No one's twisting your arm. It's your choice. And you've chosen to do it. Um, a positive choice. Ooh. There we go. So... One small change can make a huge difference, whether it's adding in one sentence that saves 560 million pounds a year. Maybe it's choosing to get up 10 minutes earlier and spend a bit of time worshipping and praising God before you get started. These tiny little decisions can just open the door for the Holy Spirit to come in and consume us, to draw us in and woo us with his presence until that five minutes becomes five hours. And five hours, suddenly you realize it's been 15 years and... Life has never been the same since you made that one small choice. So, there we go. (laughs) Big things are happening. Our lives are changing.
0: (laughs) Wow, thank you. Thank you, Bri. That's really brilliant. So, we're going to wrap up now, but I just want to draw your attention to the fact that um, Bryony has been appointed by the leadership team here to um, kind of oversee... Worship and prayer in the lighthouse uh, in the months coming up. And um, one of the things that I know that she's started to do and is open to do more is to liaise with you about the way forward corporately in prayer and worship. You'll notice that we made a decision a few weeks ago to take a break from what has been an enormously successful Tuesday morning 9 a.m. worship, which was like, wow, why are you doing that? It's been going so well to make room for something even better. And sometimes you'll find that something that's been going well in your life, your personal walk in prayer or worship, uh, comes to a bit of a, Uh, a close because God is going to open up a new thing for you. So let's finish by focusing on that image of the Holy Spirit breathing over the community, breathing over us and uh, fluttering those embers back into life. In particular, our prayer lives, our worship personal worship times. He's bringing about some changes and they are for good. So we d- let's just pray together now as we close. Thank you, Father, that you work in seasons. And your seasons go from glory to glory. From good to better. And we just want to open up Right now, to your breath to breathe over us afresh, to fire up our prayer lives individually and corporately, and our worship of you, that it would be filled with life and power and integrity. Help us, Lord, to take what we've heard tonight and to cooperate with what your Holy Spirit is doing. In Jesus' name, amen. So excited because I didn't know she was going to talk about this and I made one one small change a week ago that's been amazing in my own prayer thing. So you'll hear about that another time. So we're back here next Sunday.